today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. With less than two weeks to go now before the Ontario schools are supposed to go on spring break, the province still isn't clear as to whether or not this is actually going to go off. It's already been delayed, don't forget, uh, moved to April 12th, and it may be moved again. Global's Dave Woodard has some details. Premier Doug Ford says the increase in daily case numbers is something they're watching. The minister will be keeping a sharp eye on it as well as myself and the chief medical officer. He says he can't give an exact answer yet to whether the break will go ahead. God forbid we, we say we're going to open it and things change drastically. We see the numbers uh, going up at a rapid speed right now. Premier Ford says they'll be giving daily updates as we get closer to April 12th and says he expects to have clear guidance to give to parents later this week. Dave Woodard, Global News. Well, just what that guidance is going to be is still up in the air. Uh, joining us to talk about this is Don Danko. Don, of course, is the chair of the Hamilton Board of Education. Uh, Don, good to have you with us again today. Uh, hope you're doing well. Good morning, Bill. Yes, thank you. Good. Good to know. Uh, you know, I understand that we're dealing with a pandemic, and I understand that this is always going to fluctuate because of the numbers, and we do have some concerns right now uh, in many jurisdictions, including Hamilton and London, about some of the rising numbers, especially with the uh, the variants on here. Uh, but how problematic is it for, for you as a board to make plans uh, for what to do here in situations like this when you're not even quite sure that April 12th is going to be the date of that spring break? That's a great question, Bill, and I think this is a bit of Groundhog Day. We've experienced yeah, this no before. Kidding. I appreciate that we're getting a little bit of a signal this time that um, there may be a change to the plan yet again. Um, but it was interesting because yesterday morning, Minister Lecce clearly said that there was no specific plan. Of course, they're listening to the Chief Medical Officer of Health. Um, and then for the in the afternoon to hear then from Doug Ford that we'll find out by Friday uh, was, was a bit of a surprise. So at this time as a board, we haven't received any clear direction on this, but let me talk about why, it, why it's a problem. Um, yeah. When we look at what our system's coping with right now, we have, you know, increased cases, absolutely. That's true in the community. That's true in our schools. We're at about 209 cases as of yesterday. When we look back to December, we are at 116. Now, that wasn't at the end of the month. That was just before the break. Um, but we are still seeing that we're not spread of cases in schools. So the measures that we're taking are working. Um, but what happens when we have a lot of cases is we have people having to isolate as they wait for contact tracing, which means we have absences. So our our absent rates are, are very high. We have a lot of um, occasional staff that are having to cover for staff in classrooms. So I, I think the question becomes, what is the intent? If the intent is to keep schools open for the sake of keeping them open, that's fine. But we have to recognize that right now, programming is suffering in, in cases where we don't have a consistent teacher in the classroom. And that's not the fault of that individual teacher. It is what we're working through with a pandemic. Um, if the intent is that uh, we want to have program quality, then we know that we actually have an option if we need it to move into remote. We've done it before. We have plans in place. I know that either way, this is hard on families and it's hard on staff, but everybody has been looking forward to this break. Everybody is saying, I need a chance to recharge. I'm at the end of my rope. So there's a number of challenges um, when we hear this for families and for staff. 
how quickly can you pivot if you need to, though, to go to the remote learning? Because I know that, that some of the union representatives, teachers' union representatives, are now talking about doing that very thing of simply saying, look, it's a four-day weekend coming up here because of you know Good Friday and then Easter Monday. Uh, and and they, they're suggesting, well, keep the kids with remote learning the week after that as well, uh, not unlike what they did during the lockdown earlier this year. And, and hopefully that's going to see the numbers go down. Now, there's no guarantee that's going to happen, uh, but you you don't want to find that out on Friday, I mean, after the schools are closed, to say, okay, we're not opening again on Tuesday. You, you need some advance warning, I would think. Oh, absolutely. And we do have like a, a clear plan in place. One of the things that you might remember from January, if we shift to remote, we have a number of families and students that would require devices. So there is always that turnaround time where we deploy devices. So the more notice we have, if we know we're going into remote, um, we can do that while they're in the school setting um, before that, that transition happens. If the announcement comes late, that means we need to take a day or two to figure out how to get devices to those families. Um, we know that teachers um, and educators have done a great job at, at transitioning to remote where they have to. It's not simple. It's not the same as being in person, but we have that experience now. And, you know, if we're looking at is, is safety, is keeping numbers down a priority, then maybe that needs to be the option. We also need to consider, though, what the uh, the timing is, because I, I appreciate that I've heard from some unions, I believe in Toronto in particular, mm -hmm. suggesting after the four-day weekend, perhaps we need to go into remote. But when you think about when someone's exposed, there's actually a time where they're not contagious, and then there's a time when they are. And so we, we probably would want to be listening to public health with regards to when is the greatest risk of people bringing those cases if they are exposed into our schools. And it may not be immediately after the Easter long weekend, um, but again that's where we, we do need to rely on the medical health experts and again i guess the, the province is going to have to be you know i think a little more clear about what they're wanting to do here because i mean you know they, they've said that well the best place for kids to be is is in the school environment not at home where they could be spread or traveling which which some people may do during a, a, a spring break like this on april the 12th uh, and that obviously is going to contribute to this so i mean I, I guess they have to develop this policy but it's got to adhere to, to their philosophy and i'm not so sure because that philosophy seems to be in flux right now too depending on who you talk to in the government uh no they're better off at home if there's going to be an uptake in the virus uh close the schools down uh you know we need some consistency there with their attitude before we start developing policy and, and i think that's a fair point and an, an important point and I, I do want to recognize that as we're working through this everyone is is i i believe um going at this with the best intentions but when we think about the decision to move march break initially it was so that we could keep schools open but we knew a third wave was coming we knew uh, variants of concern were coming into the community and that they spread more rapidly so um, i would say perhaps we, we should have left it where it was hindsight is 2020 even so we're in 2021 now um, so at this point I, I do think that it is a balancing of priorities it's 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 really considering what is the impact of COVID cases right now on our schools? Are we able to deliver the programming that we'd like to? Are we able to provide the student supports we'd like to? Are our staff coping? Because again, with that transition, with, with many people having to isolate because they didn't pass the screening test or because they're a potential close contact and they have to wait to find out, that is causing a lot of disruption in the system that perhaps makes the in-person environment not as ideal as it normally would be. Um, but I. I hope 
for the sake of our staff and our families and our students that they do get a break. Um, we will be paying very close attention to this, hope that we get as much notice as possible um, if there is going to be a change. Staff ed students obviously are, are, are wor worried about this. Uh, it, this has got to be a stress on them as well. I mean, you talked about, you know, we, we all need a break April 12th. Just let's just all go and chill out just a little bit and exhale. Uh, I don't know whether that's going to happen on the 12th or not, but I mean, this is, this is, this has got to prey on their minds, both the teachers and, and your staff members in the schools themselves, the custodial staff, and certainly on the students as well. Absolutely, and we're hearing that loud and clear from students. In particular, our high school students, um, you know, they're taking their grades very seriously, but at the elementary level, too, there's a lot of cases where they're tired. This hasn't been normal um, or, you know, like our, our usual routine, and, and so they, they really were they're, they're looking forward to a break, and it makes me think about December, where we kept saying to people, just get through to the holiday, and then you can rest and recharge. And yes, our students did get that opportunity, but for most of our staff, when that announcement came right before that holiday, they didn't get to rest and recharge because they had to pivot back into, okay, how are my plans changing for, for the return in January? And for staff, how are we getting devices to all of these students? And for families, how am I changing my work schedule to make sure that I can support my student, at, my, my child at home? So, you know, I, it is a very challenging situation and all of those things need to be considered. Well, and, you know, this changes by the day as well, and, and your point's well taken. I mean, we had the education minister, Mr. Lecce, on the program uh, just before Christmas, and he said, absolutely, we're not going to extend the Christmas break. They're going to go back to school on whatever the date was, and 24 hours later, they, they changed their mind. And, and I understand the data is always going to be fresh, and they're going to have to make those decisions. But uh, with the numbers going up here in Ontario, in the Hamilton area and in the London area, uh, I'd, I'd brace myself if I were you, Don. I, I'd just not sure what they're going to do, but it looks as if there could be another change in plans here, another change of date. We'll certainly follow that. Appreciate your time today. Thanks so much for being with us, Don. Thanks so much for having me, Bill. Have a great day. You too. Don Danko, Chair of the Board for the Hamilton Board of Education, wondering, like we all are right now, just uh, how the government's going to go on this one and what they're going to do. Uh, you know, they keep kicking this thing down the road, this, this spring break. It's not March break anymore. Now it's become the spring break. And I'm, I'm afraid if they continue to look at these numbers, that they may just add it on to the summer holidays in June. Hopefully that's not going to be the case. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.